This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. Melina Moy is one of Fender's first black, left-handed, upside-down, guitar-playing female endorsees. Her album Bad As I Wanna Be was number one for two weeks straight on the Billboard Blues chart in 2018. Lena Moy has come a long way from when she was starting to launch her career while homeless. For me to come out here literally with $20 and literally park in my car and then going, I mean, I would sleep in between the front and back seat of the car and I'd have a knife and a Bible and I'd put clothes over my head and I would wash up at gas stations. But let me tell you something. For me, I always say that was one of the best times of my life and I'm going to tell you why. I learned how strong I was. Melina Moy spoke with Eva Walker, a KXP DJ and frontwoman of the local band The Black Tones, to share her story of success and inspiration. So tell me about the first time you held a guitar in your hands, and when did you know this was what you wanted to do? I grew up in a family band. So... My mom, my dad, and my brothers, we were always in the band. But prior to that, my mother and father were in a band. So I'm like, you know, totally musical family. And my dad plays the bass. My mom plays the drums. And I remember like yesterday, my dad had a guitar laying around. He gave me the guitar and he gave it to me like a right-handed person. But I mean, I didn't like it. And I might have been like about, I want to say the first time was like maybe... Uh, six, seven. And then I want to say like right about nine, he gave me the guitar again. And this time I took it and I was like, this feels so weird. But when he left the room, I took the guitar and I flipped it upside down and I was playing it the other way because I'm naturally left-handed, but it seemed natural and normal to me. And when he came back, he said, Melina, what are you doing? That's so backwards. Nobody (laughs) plays like that. And I was like, this feels good to me. And then he was like, well, I guess Jimi Hendrix, but I mean, you know, and then as I got older, I remember my, my dad said to me, I, I don't know why I just never bought you a left-handed guitar. <laughs> and so speaking of family, and I and I love this, um, how family-oriented you are. Yeah. Um, I grew up with my grandparents and my mom. Nice. We, it was like seven of us in one house. So a very close wow. relationship with my grandparents. So anytime someone mentions a grandparent or anything like that, you know, it's really something special that I like to kind of visit. So I read uh, in the interview you did, and I wanted to know what was that initial, what was the initial conversation about with your grandma when you told her while sitting on the porch, one day I'm going to make it. What was that initial conversation? So I remember... My dad had a show and it was at the lake. And I'll never forget this. Um, My brothers and I, we went to the lake with my mom and dad. He performed. And then I remember there was this psychic, right? And the story that this psychic told my mom and myself, she said, your daughter, she's going to be a star. She's going to be a singer. And, you know, she's going to do all these great things. And she said, but be careful because something bad is going to happen to her today. And that's what she said. So, and I remember going, I got to run across the street to tell my grandma that I'm actually going to make it. All the stuff's going to happen. Oh, so wow. I got out the car and I literally was going across the street, which is right across the street. And what I didn't notice was there was a piece of metal that was sticking outside of my parents' car. And apparently this metal ended up piercing my leg so deep that I ended up cutting it clear across where I needed about 25 stitches. But at the time 
it, it, I had no idea. I literally got out the car and, and scraped it so hard that it literally opened my leg up. Oh. And yeah, so, and the lady that was in the car with us actually was a nurse. So she, she saw it and she heard me go, ouch. And she looked down and said, oh my God. And then apparently I had literally just got the whole leg open. So she took me in the house, washed it out. Then they took me to the hospital. And of course, when I came home, I said, I still got to go tell grandma what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ran across the street and then I said, grandma, grandma. I got to tell you something. I believe it now. I was at the beach with my mom and dad and the psychic told me I was going to be a big star and that the world would owe me an endeavor one day. And she said I was going to have a statue on my name. And you know what, grandma? She said I'm going to be in, something bad's going to happen to me today. And it did. My leg almost got cut off. <laughs> so that's really the whole story. Wow. That is amazing. And well, you did. And this is a great segue into my next question. Tell us about the day you woke up and found (laughs) out that your record, Bad As I Want to Be, was number one on the Billboard Blues chart. So excited. And I just remember, yeah, I I just felt like, man, I, I don't know. I just felt like this is unbelievable because... May 12th and May 19th and 2018, we held the number one spot for two weeks straight. And I just felt like, you know, just all the years of, you know, I don't know if you know my story. I came out to L.A. with $20 and was homeless. I lived in the street. I lived off of two tacos and water a day. So I went back to thinking like that. So when you start going there, then suddenly you go look, you know, looking on the ground to take pennies together to buy something to eat. And then suddenly you go, wow, today we have a number one record. So I started thinking like that. So that's, so that's probably why it, it's, um, you know, to answer the question, you just start to go, there's certain moments in my life where I just go, man, you always envision what you want, but I guess I never was like, yeah, you know what? Well, maybe I probably did. Yeah, I want to be number one, but I guess you just never think it's really going to happen when you're number one. You yeah. Just, and it's always I mean, I don't different know. than exactly how you yes. daydreamed right. it, you know? <laughs> right. That. You did it. Melina, you. you did it. And Thank that record, you. Bad As I Want to Be, is awesome. And Thank I was wondering you. what what was the overall theme uh, of that record? That's a great question. So for me, once again, growing up and, you you know, your my mom and dad always made me believe, you know, everything is possible. So I believe that. Right. And then as you get older, what I started to, to see is I was like, this is really odd. I mean, I'm out here. We really doing all this stuff. But why is it? that it seems that I'm not getting, or I shouldn't just say I'm, a lot of women I'm noticing and Mm. people of color, why are we not getting like the same treatment as some of these other people I'm noticing? And I'm like, this isn't fair. There's something that's up. But Mm. never in my mind did I go, oh, it's because I'm black or I'm a woman. I never, ever thought that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was like, oh, it's gotta be other stuff. Cause in my mind, like no no one thinks like this. Like it's impossible. Mm. So then I said to myself, you know, I started realizing there was this magazine, which I vowed to never say the, the name of it, but this magazine ended up um, putting Sister Rosetta on the cover, which was awesome. But they were talking about the 50 sensational women, and I'm not going to say what else, but, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. And then I looked at it and said, wow, these people have totally got this wrong. You have your idea of what you think these people should be, and I respect that, but the playing field is not the same for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking and saying, out of all these women, you literally have three people of color and two of them are dead and I'm starting to go okay so maybe there's something else happening here 
And then I thought, why is it that we don't, I've never seen a black woman on the cover of Guitar World magazine, you know? And then I remember also with like trying to get the songs a little rough in and we, the feedback would be, there's no way that's a, that's a woman. <laughs> and I was like, what does that have to do with anything? Cause yeah. you're a woman who plays like, and it was crazy. And I thought, wow, we're spending a lot of money. And then I, I started to realize this, it doesn't matter. I am going to celebrate myself. And I want everyone to realize that you matter and you count. And that the most important thing is for you to know that you are enough and for you to realize that you are someone. And don't let anyone ever make you feel like you are not. And that is when I, the whole theme about that record became celebrating you. Even if other people don't want to celebrate you, I'm that person that is rooting for everyone because I know how hard it is. And then that's when I had everybody put up a picture and hashtag it, I am enough. And we had put the, the record out enough. And if you listen to the words, you'll see that I was actually talking about the DNA of America. I was saying mm -hmm. how we've always been taught that we can have everything and be everything, but there's a deeper issue taking place. And that is the scars of America and that no one is seeming to address this. And it's truly not fair. And then you start to realize, um, like what I always say, my mom and dad always say to me, if you don't see yourself represented, show up. If you think you can't, show up and always know you matter and you count. Ooh, I love so that. when I saw the, the, how they did that magazine, I was like, you know what? I, I'm, man, no, I'm somebody and I'm, I'm celebrating myself. And then the kicker was, I remember putting that post up and then I said, hey, if you see this and you feel this way, tag yourself in and put a picture up. And I promise you, the next day I woke up and I remember going, oh, my God. And Yolanda Adams saw it and she ended up putting a whole video up talking about the song Enough. And she was talking about how it what it did for her. And I thought, oh, my God. And then suddenly I started seeing like boys to men and then Chrissy Metz. And I'm like, whoa. And people are like, we stand with Melina. And then I thought, wow, I feel seen. And other people, I'm not by myself. A lot of people feel this way. I am so glad you have a platform. Like, I, I'm just so happy that you have the platform to inspire and to speak because you have so many amazing, great, and inspiring things to say. And you do such a great job at showing black girls Amen. that they can be rock stars. And I want to know how does that legacy of representation influence the choices that you're making today in your career? These are amazing questions. And I mean, that's the same thing I'd say to yourself. You Are you kidding me? Girl, you are, you are killing it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. So, I mean, for me, I'm just like, it, it, this is so beautiful. Like even from something like from three years ago, right? It's like more, I've always said this, we have always been here. Okay. It's just that now people are paying attention. And this is wonderful. And I'm like, we come in different colors, sizes, shapes, different ideas of what our music is. And it's important that it's out there and we occupy those spaces because once again, that's what we're here for, right? Just to connect and have fun. And so for me, I want someone, I want people to realize, look, I came from nothing. I know what it's like to look on the ground to put together, you know, to take together pennies. And I know what it's like to play for the Queen of England. And I know what it's like to just see tons of food. And I know what it's like to go, I have no idea how I'm going to eat today. So my thing is, it's important that people realize you're not alone. And if you want to be 
That, and, and like you said, I, it's like, it's important to see a black woman out there owning her space, but I also say owning who they are and feeling unapologetic and saying, this is me and this is what I want to do. And I always say when you see someone and if, if that person is inspiring you and, and lighting you up, that's because you see yourself. Hmm. That's why for me, it's like I want everybody to know that you could do it. No matter what anybody says to you, wherever you come from, you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. That was Melina Moy talking with Eva Walker, a KEXP DJ and member of the local band, The Black Tones. And that was Sound and Vision. Please take two minutes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It goes a long way in helping this podcast be easier to find for the next person to discover. And KEXP is a publicly funded radio station, so we also hope you consider a one-time $20 donation to help support this podcast at kexp.org sound. Thanks for listening.